Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. Today, just to keep things nice and light-hearted, we're going to talk about my insecurities. Hello and welcome back to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About, the podcast that aims to normalize unexpected and potentially uncomfortable conversations and encourages people to prioritize their mental health by talking about things that they wouldn't necessarily want to talk about. What do I not want to talk about today? My insecurities. But as a champion of people, in particular men like myself, opening up and talking about their feelings... I'm going to talk to you today about my own insecurities. And believe me, I am riddled with them. Some of you might have noticed uh, that this is the first video. I've not been doing the videos for very long. But one thing you might have noticed is that you've probably never seen me before without a hat. Either on the videos or any of the sort of promotional stuff on uh, Instagram or anywhere. Like on even on the... On the actual logo for the podcast, I'm wearing a cap backwards. And the reason behind this largely is because I am a 30-year-old man whose hairline is rapidly receding. And I've got my father and grandfather to thank for that. Not in like a, a bitter way, but it is completely hereditary. My dad's My dad's hair is almost all gone now and my granddad's hair was very much the same we get this like m-shaped thing with our hair so it like really recedes up uh, in the corners and then sort of comes down a little bit like dracula but not as um hopefully not as sinister looking I, that's not how i want to portray myself in public <laughs> and that's largely one of the reasons why i wear hats for me it's just easier to wear a hat cover up my head, cover up my hair, or lack thereof, when it comes to those sort of top corner bits, and then I don't have to deal with the fallout of people being like, oh, you're you're 30, that's not very old, considering you're, you're sporting the head of a 90-year-old. But today, I decided to try and embrace that, and turn it from an insecurity to a just a part of who I am, my individuality as a human, is that my hair decided to upship and move before most other people's does. I do envy people who have fantastic hairlines, but, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, maybe even like episode one, I think it was, I, I don't think I would ever make that journey to turkey to to get it to get it done to get you know the hair transplant so i think it is just a case of i'm just going to keep going with what i've got until it's gone and hope that that sort of lasts longer than i probably am expecting <laughs> there's also that worry with obviously people people have hair transplants and people can have hair transplants i mentioned my friend Joel had a hair transplant. He His hair was, it wasn't receding like mine. It was very thin. 
and obviously it was it was an insecurity for him he's he's an actor as well in the west end so his livelihood is sort of partly based on his image so he made the decision to go and they did a, an incredible job of it he's got like a full head of hair now he's very happy and he looks great but because his was like an entire head of thinning hair and he didn't have the receding hairline so to speak the worry is for me would be that if i suddenly got these front bits of my head transplanted would they then have hair but then this just keep receding so i've got like two little islands of hair as i get older like two little horn nubbins like some kind of devil reject i don't know i wouldn't trust that so i'd rather go bald with dignity and uh embrace it uh, another reason why i wear hats normally on the podcast and i'm going to continue wearing hats in future just so you know i'm using this opportunity now in this episode to not wear a hat to explain this um my thought process was I'm not going to wear a hat in this episode and then that might start a new thing and I might feel comfortable then enough to not wear a hat afterwards and I'll always just style my hair and it'll be good and it'll be great and I'll feel confident. Problem is, the second that I put these on, which is my headphones, I noticed that it just pushes my hair down anyway. So there's that's more of a reason for me to just say, F*** it, I'm going to wear hats. Because the headphones sit a lot easier on the hat anyway. So I'm going to continue wearing hats after this. Not for an insecurity reason, but just for a uh, logistical reason. Um, another insecurity of mine is I have what I call my orbit. And that is, basically, to cut a long story short, I am a junk food addict. I love chocolate. I love crisps, I love pop, I love all that stuff. I need to just knuckle down and eat a more balanced diet, eat better, have a better sort of food schedule, and just treat myself better. I have this orbit, which is basically a circle of fat that goes around my belly. I don't think... I look sort of obese. I am overweight, and I'm conscious of that. But my worst feature, for me personally, is my belly. And quite simply, if you look at my build, and I'm not going to show you, I, I normally do a bit of tweaking on the podcast and cut the frame so that you can't see my belly. So you're not going to be able to see this anyway. But if you look at my frame, I'm quite broad anyway, and that's just natural for me. It, that runs in the family as well, but that comes from my mum's side. All of my mum's brothers are all very broad and very hench sort of thing. Not to suggest that I am hench, but that's by the by. Um, and then I have this belly that is as wide, if not wider, than sort of my shoulders. And I know it's from junk food, it's from eating sugar and shit, which I need to not do, but genuinely, I think there is an addiction there for me to both coffee and sugar. I I just feel like I always need it, and I shouldn't, 
and I need to sort that out and I will sort that out. I'm going to make that a journey for me in 2024, not a resolution, but a journey and a conscious effort to at least improve my eating habits. And then hopefully this sort of orbit ring around my belly that I am so very, very self-conscious about will uh, make a uh, make a disappearing act in the next 12 months or so. Fingers crossed. And f- finally, my, my, my sort of final insecurity, which isn't necessarily an insecurity because it's not visual, it's what goes on in my head, is I am a huge overthinker. And I quite often think that people think less of me simply because I think less of myself. Maybe this is a conversation I should be having with a therapist rather than a phone camera and a Yeti microphone. So I will see people talking in a room and if I'm sort of by myself, my automatic assumption is always to assume that they are talking about me or having a a dig or a laugh at my expense. Um, And I'm sure that 99.9% of the time that's not the case and my name isn't even on their lips. But I'll I'll give you an example. Um, a, A few months ago, I felt really awful about myself because I, I fell witness to... Um, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, making reference to rolling his sleeves up on his t-shirt. That's something that I had done at the time. And he was making the reference and he was doing the reference to someone else, basically saying, come on, why don't you roll your sleeves up? And I had, I had literally, I mean, if you watch on the videos, you can see I've done it myself now. I had, I had rolled my own sleeves up on my t-shirt about two or three minutes before this, before I saw this unfold. And for all I know, it could have been completely innocent. And I'm so insecure about it that there's no way I would approach him about it and say, hey, were you taking the piss out of me? I wouldn't do that. But... I will now forever believe that that was a joke at my expense. Whereas he could have just been making a random point in conversation to someone else about sleeves. He could have just been saying, hey, you've got great arms. Why don't you roll your sleeves up and show off your arms? I don't know. But because of the timing of it, and it happened almost immediately after I had done it, it felt like an attack. And that has played on my mind so many times since that occurrence that um, it's it's stopped me from going to places when I thought, you know, I could have been subject to that kind of ridicule again, when realistically, it might not have actually been that case. So yes, I'm an overthinker. That's my third and final insecurity. Now let's spin the wheel. And the topic is Africa. Now, I have never been to Africa. It's a continent which I I, I would visit. I would I would enjoy visiting Africa culturally. Um, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I don't I don't know 
much about the culture in Africa, but what I do know is that some of the world's most sought after, is that the correct word? Some of the world's most famous, exotic, incredible animals are there. And I would love to go. The... <sighs> And again, this is just showing my absolute ignorance. As much as I know about Africa is kind of what I've seen through Disney. And not speaking as a, obviously an African person, so I wouldn't want to make any assumptions, but I would like to think that those representations made on screen... I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm digging myself into a bit of a hole here because I absolutely don't want to make such an ignorant comment that it comes across as uh, bigoted. I am very aware that I'm currently talking about trying to think about the culture in Africa and I was about to mention The Lion King. And The Lion King has no humans in it whatsoever, so has very little cultural significance to Africa. Obviously, the animals in The Lion King are from Africa, but they, there's no sort of political or cultural agenda to that film. So what I am going to do is, to, to try and not be cancelled, is steer away <laughs> from any kind of culture... What I will say is I would love to visit Africa and um, get to know the culture and see the sights. I'd love to go to Cape Town and um, climb... I don't even know, can you climb? I'm guessing you can climb. Uh, tabletop Mountain, see the sights and the, the, the sort of beauty and the awe of it. But also I'd love to go on an African safari. Do, do you know what I would do is... If I had the the resources and the time and the wherewithal to do it, I'd love to spend some time volunteering on a uh, on a reservation, looking after animals. I love elephants. Elephants, I think, are some of the most amazing creatures on this wondrous earth. Heather's favorite animal is the giraffe. What was lovely is uh, several years ago, Heather and I went to Longleat Safari Park uh, in the UK, and we got we got the chance to. And this was way before we got engaged. We were still just dating at this point. I mean, we were living together, but we were boyfriend and girlfriend, which sounds really young and immature now. I say that out loud. So yeah, we were going out at the time, but we weren't engaged. We were nowhere near engagement. However, we had the opportunity to meet some giraffes. And I know that giraffes are Heather's favourites. And we could feed them, so she got this little branch thing and like went up to her like this. And this giraffe came really close and I took some pictures. And there's this photo online somewhere um, of Heather just really giddy looking. And she's like got a hand to her, like clutching her pearls like, Oh my God, I'm next to a giraffe. Um, but it's actually her right hand. And one of our friends uh, messaged us after that photo went online and said, oh my God, for a moment I thought you'd proposed because of the photo. 
And it was, it was, it looked as though she was showing off. It was because of where her hand was against her chest kind of thing. It looked as though she was showing off like, oh my God, look at my ring. But it turns out it was her right hand. And actually I hadn't even considered the proposal at that point. And then I did ask her in Disney World where there is Animal Kingdom and you can go on the Kilimanjaro Safari, which is the uh, safari trail. Uh, it's a sort of, again, it's sort of like an animal reservation type thing because this is this is what one thing I think about these kinds of things is lots of people say we shouldn't have zoos, we shouldn't have safari parks, we shouldn't have this, we shouldn't have that because animals shouldn't be in captivity. And to an extent, obviously I agree with that. Animals shouldn't be in captivity for the sake of being in captivity uh, or you know, and and for the sole purpose of entertainment or whatever. However, zoos and safari parks and animal sanctuaries and all those kinds of things are integral, especially today in 2024, because of the depletion of the earth around us and global warming and, and everything that's happening and deforestation and wildfires and everything. Those kind of sanctuaries are integral to the animal's survival. The amount of animals that would have gone extinct by now had there been no breeding programs at zoos and sanctuaries and safari parks, so many animals will have, would have gone extinct by now. And those animals have access to veterinary nurses and doctors and surgeons and medicine and all the stuff that they need that they wouldn't get in the wild and they are protected from poachers and other wild animals let's be honest so these kinds of things are needed it's true and then i guess people would argue well yes they might be needed but can't we just let the animals can't we just let the animals live there without having to be gawked at by humans and being sort of quote-unquote entertainment? And again, I understand that. But you also need, for these projects to work, you need the backing of money. You can't look after these animals with no money. The easiest way to make money is to ticket it and get, let people see the animals. So the Animals win because they get to live and thrive and breed and grow their species. And the people get to win because they get to see these animals that are native to other continents that they might not be able to travel to, like Africa. This is how we stay on the topic of Africa. So I did the Kilimanjaro Safari. I say I did it like I've done it once. I've done it loads of times. I do it at least twice whenever we go to Disney World. It's amazing. We love it. Um, and one little factual tidbit that I love is that the the sort of main alpha male lion on the Kilimanjaro Safari at Disney World in Animal Kingdom it was the inspiration was that was the sort of life model so to speak for Mufasa in the remake of the lion king you know the live action version which wasn't actually live action because it was all cgi therefore animated that version so yeah africa i would love to go to africa 
and educate myself on their cultures, on their way of life. I'm talking like they're aliens here. There's just another place on Earth. It won't be hugely different. Obviously, there are cultural differences between every country, between, you know, England and Wales and Spain and Portugal and America and Canada. But, you know, it's nice to not just be ignorant to these kinds of things and try and educate yourself, as I have definitely learned today. I don't know why I even suggested going down some kind of cultural route in talking about Africa, because there's no way that I would have been able to have made anything up on the spot and anything that I would have made up would have probably got me cancelled. <sighs> Just don't want to talk about Oscar Pistorius, that's all. He's out now, isn't he? That's by the by. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to move on to the next topic. And the topic is coins. How the f do we make this entertaining? Hey, Sean, what's the last thing that you would want to possibly talk about on this podcast? Oh, I don't know. Something as specifically broad as coins? How is How can one topic be so specific yet so broad? It's, it's an oxymoron of itself. Hey... Talk about coins. People, people. to be fair, people have coin collections. Though I, I feel like I'm being disparaging here to those people who do have coin collections. I apologies. I, I apologies. I apologize. Because, yeah, straight away, someone listening to this might have gone, oh, He got coins. I love coins. Respectfully, coins are shite. Uh, and I, I I feel sorry for saying that. If you enjoy coins, very similar to in the last episode, if you enjoy cricket, I apologize for what I said about cricket. It's just a personal opinion. Coins, I don't use. I don't use coins anymore. Nobody uses coins anymore. It's 2024. Everything's electric now. Everything's on a card or on a phone. Beep, beep, there you go, I've paid. If I get money, if I get cash... For my birthday, or if I end up with change for whatever reason, I'm I don't use I don't use it. I've I do actually think I've got like a mug downstairs. It's like a mug, about the same size as the one I've got here. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, if you're listening on the podcasting app, you've got no idea. But it's just a mug, it's like a coffee mug, but a tall coffee mug, and that is just full of coins that I will just never use. And I guess at some point in my life, I am going to be able to cash that in and maybe get some a decent whack out of it. I might actually check, actually. See how much is in there. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast. I might have done when Rianne was... When I did the Rianne one, the one that was sort of pre-recorded from years ago... Basically, this was a time when I thought my house was haunted. And the reason I thought it was haunted is because I had inherited a copper kettle from my Auntie Gladys when she died. Um, and the reason I inherited the copper kettle... The, 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 re the reason I thought my house was haunted is because I started hearing weird things. And I, my, my, my brain had made the connection 
that oh they say that ghosts can attach themselves to objects and this object had just recently appeared in my house and now all these weird sounds are starting to happen and all these the, i'm seeing things at the corner of my eye and thing stuff's getting knocked over and there are loud bangs and stuff so i thought oh maybe the house is haunted but the origin of that was the reason i ended up with a copper kettle in my house is because when i was younger i used to go to my auntie gladys's house and she just had this copper kettle on the hearth of her fireplace and it it would be full of coins here's the connection it would be full of coins one peas two peas just random coins and the first thing i always did whenever i got to her house would be to pour the copper kettle the pour the would be to pour the contents of the copper kettle out on the rug and then just play with the money and just put it all back in one by one it wasn't a game i would just pour it out put it all back in pour it back out again put it all back in and when i inherited the kettle i also inherited the money that came with it she she gave the kettle to me and it, it came with all these coins in and i took it to the bank i cashed it all in and it was over 190 pounds just in one peas and two peas in this copper kettle. I was buzzing about that. Thanks, Auntie Gladys. Also, what it, what I will say is, I know my house isn't haunted because ghosts aren't real. There will be some paranormal pedants out there listening to this and going, oh, huh, that's funny, Sean, because uh, I thought you didn't believe in ghosts. So how could you have possibly thought that your house was haunted when you don't believe in ghosts? No, I don't believe in ghosts, and I never will believe in ghosts. I was merely making a funny observation about the creaks of floorboards and random light phenomena in the corner of my eye, which is not a ghost, by the way, becoming more prominent after the psychological aspect of me now having this random thing in my house was there i don't know why i'm trying to explain that away i'm sure there are very few people that have listened to that and thought to themselves huh sean's bullshitting us because he told us he don't believe in ghosts and now he's told us he believes in ghosts look i i don't know what else i can say on coins i'm trying to just fill dead space here there's a silence that needs filling and I can't fill it with coins because I've got nothing to say on coins. One of the most frustrating things uh, about going to America, this is just me trying to fill even more time. One of the most frustrating things about going to America is that our five pences are more or less identical to their dimes, which are 10 cents. And they have a, a a a twenty-five cent coin, which is is that one a nickel? Oh I don't know. I don't even know I don't I don't know what American coins are. That's what frustrates me when we're in America. I I I never ever ever get rid of the coin. It's actually a it's actually a bone of contention for, for Heather. Last time we were there she got really frustrated with me because I just would never get rid of my coins because I couldn't be arsed standing there. 
and counting them out at the counter. So if I bought something that was, say, $17.23, I would just give the person a $20 bill. If it was close enough, I will always say keep the change because I don't want the change. Keep the change. I'd rather not have the change. Thank you very much. You are welcome to that change, compadre. At this point, respectfully, and apologies to all those people that study uh, numismatics, if that's how it's pronounced or if that's how it, what it's called, then uh, I apologize for dissing your your hobby. Feel free to shout about podcasts and musical theater. I've got I've got no corner to uh, to fight anymore. I'm sorry. This has been such a shit show on the topic of coins. Africa seemed quite easy compared to this, if I'm honest with you. And on that note, I'm going to finish there. Thank you very much. (laughs) If you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to talk to me about any of the topics that I've ever discussed on this podcast, including coins, if you deal with numismatics or whatever it's called, then email me don'tknowwhatpod at gmail.com. If you click the Linktree link in the description of this video or podcast, then you can find me on all of my other adventures, including Kinky Boots, which will be on at the Lyceum Theatre in Crewe, 17th to the 20th of April 2024. You could, if you want to, and I would love it if you did, give me a five-star review on whichever podcasting app you're listening to. And if you click the little plus sign, it means that you would have subscribed to my podcast and you'll get notified every time that I post. Similarly, you could do the exact same thing on YouTube by just clicking the subscribe button. Like the videos, comment on the videos, do what you need to do. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Join me again on Friday when I could be talking about literally anything. Goodbye.